a guest that's been on with us before. It's like it's like the when I'm on. Apparently, this has to be the closing segment because I don't see her enough. Apparently, throughout the week, we have Emily Leadham on, my friend and colleague at the Diocese of Sioux Falls. You just start to miss me too much. Apparently, so then I have to come <clears throat> hang out uh, live at the mustard seed with you. Mm-hmm. I get it. I understand. Yes, yeah. Ma'am. It's it's what we it's our ploy. Oh, you need to come be on the show because you know she's so hip and cool. I just need to start oh talking into buying gosh. lunch afterwards. What? Then I'll come in the last segment anytime. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's interesting because the last time we had you on, we started talking about fashion. Yeah, I don't know what I was supposed to be talking about last time, but we did get a little off topic. We and, did, and now I'm back to talk about what we we're <laughs> <laughs> when it kind of peaked an interesting conversation about my. Modesty, and I it think was we're, chastity. Yeah, we were talking about chastity, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I was yeah. talking about how my daughter, you know, when I would go shopping for. Now you've got two young daughters. Some of the clothing for a four-year-old. I'm not kidding, folks. Mm-hmm. For a four-year-old is inappropriate. Mm-hmm. And so we kind of launched into this discussion about, you know, dressing appropriately. Yeah. yeah. How do we? Um, yeah, fashionable. Um, doesn't well no, fashionable does not necessarily mean immodest. That you can it yeah. doesn't mean you, yeah. that you can dress fashionably. I loved um, how we described the segment uh, in the teaser before the beauty and mystery of fashion. Oh, what's yeah. mysterious about it? Yeah, you know this. So on my way over here, I was uh, or as I was leaving the office, I said I'm going to go uh, over and be on the radio. We're going to talk about fashion, and my coworker said what. You're going to talk about fashion on Real Presence? <laughs> I said, yeah, listen in. You'll find out why. <laughs> um, but I, I think it it's, might strike people as kind of like an odd conversation to have. But I think if we are actually going to start looking at uh, the church, if we look at the liturgy, if we look at the, the human person, the vision of the human person, what we wear really does matter. Aesthetic actually matters. Beauty matters uh and so i think kind of what you were what you're saying about like this the the mysterious and what was the other word that they used to describe it the beauty and the mystery um fashion what we wear actually has the power to reveal beauty it actually has power to reveal uh the human person in a way that doesn't detract from the human person in a way that kind of like you mentioned the immodest dress or whatever uh suddenly we're no longer looking at the human person we're looking at the human body Mm -hmm. where I think really beautiful clothing, elegant clothing actually has the power to reveal something about the human person. And it's in very, very subtle ways. It's not something that's always um, extremely explicit in the way that it kind of transcends. For example, you know, you just had the um, the woman talking about the symphony, about mm-hmm. music. I think we've all had the experience listening to a song or, you know, whatever that something more happens that we're not just hearing notes we're not just hearing a certain instrument we're not just hearing a certain voice but putting it together something happens and in in a certain way we're moved I think with fashion, it might not be as explicit, but I think that fashion has that power of transcendentalism. You know, it does. that has the power to reveal something more. Well, because I know I noticed my daughter was wearing a jacket that was supporting her marching band. Mm, yeah. And the way she was walking, wearing this, you know, in a good way, a prideful way of who she was and what she was a part of, it just changed even the way she walked. So to say that fashion doesn't change a person is it's not accurate mm-hmm. 
And I think there's kind of a narrative that, uh, and, and, and we have to be cautious about this. You know, this is the classic uh, situation in which the, the human person finds themselves. We're living in the world, but we don't want to be of the world. Right. Um, I think especially for us as Catholics, as Christians, we're, we're wrestling with that constantly. How do, I, how do I live in this world, but also recognize that I'm a pilgrim on my journey, mm-hmm. uh, that I'm, this is not my home, et cetera, et cetera. How do I be in the world, but not of the world? How do I not fall prey to uh, the realities of uh, materialism, consumerism? Mm -hmm. Exactly, exactly. And I think that's a really difficult balance to find. Um, But I think, uh, again, I just, I, I really think that something about the human person can be revealed um, when we uh, when we kind of enter into the world um, and uh, again the narr- the narrative that exists I think uh, in some Catholic or some Christian circles is like you know we want to we want to humble ourselves we don't want to draw attention to ourselves we don't mm-hmm. want to um, you know, be materialistic or whatever in the way that we dress, etc. And, and there's some and there's some beauty in that. There's some truth in that. But I think that there's a way in which, um, particularly women, and sorry, Chris, this that probably applies to men too. But I don't have that as much much experience in that uh, realm. But <laughs> I think that there's a there's a way, particularly for women, in which we can dress ourselves that actually. Um, exudes beauty that actually brings about beauty without becoming materialistic or without becoming self-centered or prideful mm-hmm. but rather in a way that says this is the temple in which the this is the temple that the Lord has given me you know even in scripture wash your face and and comb your hair so that they don't know you're fasting or whatever mm-hmm. this is mm-hmm. somewhere in Bible mm-hmm. it's somewhere in the Bible uh, <laughs> it's somewhere in there I don't know where but, uh, it's, uh, I tell you it's in there but there's but there's this reality right that even scripturally we're saying Saying, uh, adorn our, you know, adorn ourselves well and present ourselves well to the world that we might become bridges for God to reveal Himself rather than obstacles for Him to overcome. You know, mm-hmm. Amen. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to Real Presence Live. I'm Dr. Chris Bergwald. And I'm Heather Caro. And we are visiting this morning with fashion consultant Emily Ludum. <laughs> um, <laughs> we're broadcasting from the Mustard Seed Catholic store in Sioux Falls. Emily, actually, we didn't mention your title. What do you do for a day job? I'm the director of marriage, family, and respect life for the Catholic Diocese of Sioux Falls. And we're talking, though, I mean, and it does tie in yeah, it does. Um, to to the importance of beauty and the mystery of, of, of the, what, what did we say again, the beauty and mystery of fashion and how it reveals who we are. Emily, when you were talking just now, I thought of what our Lord says said at the end of every day of creation. It is good. Yeah. And after created man and woman, it is very it's good. good. Yeah, mm. it's good. So uh, I, I do think we have this temptation sometimes times to it's not actually it's a false humility where we sort of um we ended up implicitly denigrating the the beauty of the human person the human body as opposed to properly exulting it and rejoicing in it just as god does yeah absolutely absolutely i think you're totally right and i think in that way um what we're what we're about is actually entering into the dignity of which we were created entering Amen. into the beauty for which we were created <coughs> uh, so and i think there's power in that. i think a lot of people um and, and this is a discussion that i hear often and we're running out of time unfortunately but can we just touch briefly on attire that you wear to mass Dun, dun, dun. I know. Chris was Way like, to put Emily on the spot. Wow, we went there. Yeah. No, I think um, I don't think we have time to adequately like have the conversation um, in its fullness now. But 
uh, I th- I think at the core, and probably what you're getting at, correct me if I'm wrong, Heather, is that at the core of what you're getting at is how are we showing up ready to receive the Lord mm-hmm. in our brokenness, in our in our wounds, in our, you know, whatever. But in the same way that I'm going to dress up to go on a date night with my husband. Yes. Uh I'm going to I'm going to dress up to go meet my Lord in the most holy Eucharist. Yeah. You know, as the bridegroom and the bride meeting each other. Mm-hmm. We we dress we dress for certain occasions. We yes. dress why is it that on on our wedding days we wear beautiful gowns and tuxedos and whatever, you know, mm-hmm. or or when we go to a wedding we dress formally. Like mm-hmm. why not when we enter into the wedding feast of the lamb um show up like it. And yeah. and I'm guilty I've worn jeans to mass, you know, Many a times. Well, it would be better to wear jeans to mass than not go at all. Right? Amen. Amen. But I recognize that I actually, this is going to be a dangerous thing to say. I'm probably going to get hate mail. But I think that I actually enter into the sacrament differently when I prepare myself body, mm-hmm. mind, and soul. Body, mind, mm-hmm. and soul when I prepare myself to enter into the liturgy. Because, and this is something that Emily, you and I have been talking about a lot lately, the human person is not just the spiritual reality, which is the soul. The human person, I am my body. Mm-hmm. So if I'm going to enter into the mass fully, it's not just about spiritual preparation, because I am both body and spirit combined if you will so in order for me to enter in to prepare for the mass there is a bodily preparation that i ought to undergo mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i also think too um i know again i know we're running out of time but as you were talking um modesty is definitely part of this but it's not just about the morality i think of fashion i think uh, you've been emphasizing beauty and I, and I think that's something that we mm. can't neglect that this is about how we glorify our father's creation mm. which is our own body mm-hmm. and how we it. think about his creation mm-hmm. as well mm-hmm. i love it and how we present that in uh, <clears throat> oftentimes the word that comes to my mind is is elegance you know mm-hmm. when i just see a woman that i'm like wow like she she just she embodies virtue she just embodies like a spirit of joy and 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 beauty and all of these things often it's because she's she's adorned herself in elegance Mm -hmm. not in a prideful way and in fact i probably don't even often notice what it is that she's wearing other than there's there's something about the way that it uh, that addresses her that it presumes that it that exudes elegance i love it well, Emily, we could have discussed this more. Maybe we'll have you back to do it again. Deal. There's fashion so, part two. Fashion part two. There's and so three, much to talk four, about in it. Five. We didn't even talk about the liturgy. No. I know. No. No. I know. Well, thanks, Emily, for joining us again this morning. Thank it's you. always a pleasure to have you. And you're going to be a co-host with me yes. later in the month. Yes, so I can't wait. Folks. I should come in the last segment out. for that show. No. Look out. <laughs> oh, okay. 